This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Welcome to Green Pulse, a podcast series by The Straits Times where we analyze the beats of the changing environment, from biodiversity conservation to climate change. This is Audrey Tan, and today we're going to talk about how to keep clean to keep well during this outbreak of COVID-19. I have four guests with me today who are here to talk about this topic from different angles, and they are Mr. Masago Zukefli, Minister for the Environment and Water Resources and Head of the SG Clean Task Force, Professor Wang Linfa, Director of the Emerging Infectious Diseases Program at Duke NUS Medical School, Mr. Tai Ji Chong, Director of the National Environment Agency's Department of Public Cleanliness, and Mr. Edward De Silva, Chairman of the Public Hygiene Council. So on that note, I mean that is what the new SG Clean Task Force established uh, earlier this month aims to do. So Minister, can you just give us a run through about what this task force is about and what it aims to do? So firstly, we look at the three uh, areas that we want to emphasize, like I mentioned just now, the first line of defense, your personal hygiene, mm. setting social norms for different settings, and then getting the cleaning companies to up their cleaning standards and also frequency of cleaning. So that's, that's the, the gist of what we do. Um, initially, when we started, we focused on hawker centres uh, because uh, M- N- Muir and NEA are, are, are running them. Uh, right now, I know uh, uh, all of them are already uh, certified for SG Clean, um, but we want to do more. Uh, where the cleaning uh, frequency and standards are being implemented, <coughs> that's, that's, that's all right. In fact, more than 5,000 premises have uh, already got the SG Clean standard. Uh, but we want to ensure that this is also uh, being implemented in beyond the hawker centres, which is why the, M- the, the Ministerial Task Force for SG Clean was formed, so that every sector of the government, whole of government effort, as well as whole of society effort, uh, can be then rolled out. Uh, that means schools, that means uh, shopping centres, that means uh, tourist attractions, Everywhere where there's high traffic and where public can uh, public need the, the confidence that they can congregate. Uh, even ha- having said that, given the the new uh, situation that has evolved day after day, uh, we also uh, have to put in different kind of social norms, uh, as even as we up the cleaning standards. So in the past, we tell people uh, go to the hawker centres. You know, don't don't stay home. Don't don't, uh, don't be frightened of going out. Uh, as, but then as we are also getting, as we see today, more and more imported cases, particularly from Singaporeans returning from studies overseas, uh, the, the uh, risk of uh, people not observing uh, quarantine or stay-home notice and then going out to these places where we are not <coughs> controlling the numbers of people who ought to be there uh, is, is now very apparent. Therefore, we start to also shift the kind of social norms that uh, need to be implemented. So one of the things that we are doing is social distancing uh, and to make that more a norm now and then implement that also through infrastructure. So as you see in hawker centres, more, more, more and more of them, right now 41 of them have got crosses or, or lines on, on, on seats to guide uh, uh, patrons that uh, please sit uh, further from each other uh, and the same thing is also being rolled out for uh, places of worship, uh, gyms, uh, even spas, so that people know when you are in this kind of place, this is how 
we should be behaving how we should be interacting with each other so that like i mentioned just now that those did the duration intensity density uh, norms are also being implemented in these areas so minister i mean just now you talk about um, you know ensuring the cleanliness of public spaces um, beyond places like hawker centers so currently under the sg clean task force um, will premises that don't adhere to the standards be penalized well, I, I've, you know, this is the thing about uh, being Singapore and Singaporean. <laughs> you know, I, I, I will be very sad and, uh, in fact, very upset that we have to enforce something that we could actually do uh, voluntarily. Uh, it's just like littering, you know. I mean, if, why, why do we need to impose a very big fine for people to prevent them from, from littering? And actually, the number of people who actually litter are very few. I think Edward Edward has I'll, uh, told I'll me talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> they are not the recalcitrants are very few. Uh, so, but then in this the, in the case of uh, this this virus, uh, Prof maybe would like mm -hmm. to 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 uh, yeah. comment on this. There is something called the R not, mm -hmm. which is the the uh, how fast and how contagious <coughs> this this virus mm -hmm. tend to be, and we are therefore we have to be paranoid. To, to prevent even one person from, from infecting a bigger number of groups and then you have secondary infection, second, third waves, which we are seeing in places maybe like Italy, mm. yeah. where they did not implement such uh, more, more stringent norms. Mm -hmm. Now, when that kind of risk uh, well, we, we, uh, starts to appear or we start to identify, I, I will get the, the ministries basically to really implement more enforcement measures, put new legislation if we have to, and regulations uh, to ensure uh, compliance. Well, hopefully we don't have to reach <laughs> that stage. I think Singaporeans are better than that. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you like what you're hearing so far, do subscribe to our series Green Pulse on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, or even on Spotify, and like us and give us a rating. Now, back to our discussion on how to keep clean to keep well during this outbreak of COVID-19. So, Prof, correct me if I'm wrong, R0 yeah. refers to the basic reproductive number, and yeah. if it's more than one, it means the virus spreads. Yeah. And if it's less than one, it means the outbreak can be contained. That's right. right. So, as the minister says, you know, the R0 is obviously a very important number for any outbreak, right? You know, so currently the extreme is measles virus is equal to 12. So, you know, and then influenza is 2 to 3, SARS and COVID-19 is around 2 to 3 as well. But this is the R0 of natural spread, right? So that's a very important. And for countries like Singapore, we will drive our not to much less than one. That's what our aim is. So social distancing, you know, the uh, hygiene, you know, uh, DCP, try to avoid the two teams work together. It's all try to reduce that R not to less than one. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, uh, so far we're doing pretty good, but I think uh, we need to really keep the stringency and, uh, you know, not let to, to relax. So R0 is a natural number uh, in this day and you know, uh, uh, age, the society, you know, the government, and uh, to me, the most important is still every citizen. I always say, you know, every citizen, not only in Singapore, every citizen on this globe now has a role to play because we individually can drive that R0 down. So since we're on R0, a yeah. scientific concept, we'd like yeah. to bring in another scientific concept yeah. uh, on the epidemic curve. Yeah. So recently we have seen epidemiologists and other yeah. clinicians taking to social media with yeah. the hashtag flatten the curve, yeah. referring of course to the epidemic curve. But yeah. maybe you can just tell us what, what the epidemic curve is and yeah. you know how hygiene and cleanliness can help yeah. to. 
So the academic curve, again, is, you know, there's so many experts which I'm not in that field. Basically, it's a mathematical modeling, try to predict how the curve is going to behave. And then the only way you can do that, the most important parameter is R0. So now from, I think, the, the large numbers of the Chinese, you know, uh, studies, the R0 is around 2 to 3. So scientifically, we agree on that R0. But that's a natural R0, as I already said, right? So then in terms of how the curve will behave, it depends on how efficient that the, each government and each individual of the society can work together and bring down that R0. So the flattening the curve is the common sort of buzzword. You know, many countries, Australia, USA, Europe is all using it. Because to complete contain it, like what the Chinese doing, Singapore, Hong Kong, Taiwan, Korea, you know, the East Asian sort of nations and regions are still aiming for the containment, just like we did successful for SARS. So that's the scenario one, that the really uh, the most ideal scenario. But many of the Western nations feel like it's too late yeah. to use that model. So the next best thing is to flatten the curve. It means that you do some of these measures to make sure that the R0 does not go to 3, like the naturally the virus have. So you want to bring the R0 maybe to 1.2, 1.5, so that you don't have a huge peak, mainly because that even for countries like USA, if you let the natural R0 to play out, the hospital will collapse, class because there's not enough bed, there's mm -hmm. not enough ventilator. Mm -hmm. So that strategy is to flatten the curve so that, for example, you, know, you have severe cases of 10 per day rather than 100,000 per day. So that because the severe cases, if you have the best intensive care, like what we did in Singapore, and unfortunately we have two deaths, but still we have many more severe cases than the deaths because mm -hmm. our hospital has the capacity to help. So this is what other nations try to do, is that when you flatten the curve, at least the severe cases, you can save their lives. But eventually, what you want is a vaccine. So the, the, the you know, strategy one is flatten the curve so that the hospital system does not collapse. Secondly, is hope you give the time so that a vaccine will be ready, and that eventually the vaccine comes in, then you not only flatten, but you suspend the curve, basically. Yeah, that's that theory at least. <laughs> so, I mean, Edward, you, you have been campaigning for public hygiene and cleanliness for years now. So do you think this outbreak will be a turning point in society? Uh, <clears throat> yes, it will be. <laughs> <laughs> and when this happened and when I had a chat with Mr. I said this is the best opportunity time to revive and bring back social responsibility. And I think, um, I think Minister has enunciated some of the physical measures that we talked about maintaining that. But I think we all have, there's another area more importantly is the personal responsibility. I think that's if far more important than uh, um, two meters apart and all that. You can have all that, but if, you're if you don't take care of your, or responsible of your own actions, then nothing will help. So washing your hands and all the simple things which everybody has been talking about and even littering, don't throw litter. You know, littering, as I, I keep mm -hmm. saying, is a potential source of health hazards, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. And at the same time, in hawker centers, you know, if if Mister said, "Don't eat," so don't. I mean, um, eat and go back fast. Return your tray because <laughs> that will help also. Yes. yes, that will help. That will help to reduce the 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 the, the problems. Birds coming in to pick on your food. 
So all these sort of things are, which are all personal responsibilities that we all need to bear in mind. And I think this is where we have been trying to reach out to our Singaporeans and hopefully some of these messages will get down to, to the ground. Okay. Well, thank you all for joining us. And that's a wrap for Green Pulse and we hope you enjoyed our discussion. That was an SBH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.